Welcome back to Dr. Drill's Making Motivation Podcast. Today is the 17th of March, 2022. It is uh, 55 degrees at 5.22 p.m. Stopped by the train tracks in Lansdale, Pennsylvania. Just leaving my office. Stopped right by the landmark. It's how is that called? Some sort of train house or something like that. Another landmark just walked right by me. She is known by me, at least, as the Lansdale Walker. I've known the Walker as long as I've been around. She's been around. She will walk this, I want to call it an alligator square. The square um, root, maybe rectangular in her her case. She walks friggin' from Main Street, Lansdale, to Broad Street, to North Penn Road, to fucking anyway. She walks in a goddamn square. I had heard that there was some sort of cause that she was walking for, maybe some sort of physical issue that she had, that she needed to walk, it would benefit her, or it was for somebody else that she walked, but she was fucking always hauling ass, she would wear an Eagles windbreaker, and she'd just walk. My buddy Dave, who knows everybody in town, said that he knew her, he such and such, is her brother is this guy, and back in the day, such and such. He told me some stories about her. I think she was always, she's probably a, a really good person. I never did get to meet her, but I could, I could swear for years, I could walk out front my front door at the office, and I would see her. Just I would glance to, to Broad Street, which is just a stone's throw away, and I would see this woman, just by happenstance, passing by. It was that probable that I would see her because she constantly is walking, but walking walking miles daily, I guess. But I would I would see her because she was always fucking out. And we were running the boot camp here in Lansdale. I would uh, run across her all the time, and I would tell stories about the Lansdale Walker, and we. We would discuss the notion of maybe taking out advertisement on her on her back, like putting a sweatshirt on her, giving her some gears and flair that she could then um, adorn herself with and walk around and and sell DDIP. <laughs> what a great idea! Get a moving person, a moving moving marketing people just walking around with a slogan on their back, on their body. Real big, you know. Pretty interesting. I got my bogey boy in the back. He's He gives me a little high sign. He's only four months old now, but he knows when it's time for us to leave the office for the day and to go home. His rhythm is a little bit off now because we should be, we should be home already. I had a 
a good friend pop in just at the last moment, uh, a gentleman who's also a former Marine. I've been taking care of him, and he's got some you know, explaining x-rays and MRIs and showing people the anatomy and, and helping them make sense of it. It's one of my favorite things to do is to really give the knowledge to people about why they're feeling the way they're feeling, you know, potentially. So I was reviewing some x-rays and talking about treatment strategies and all this shit. So, uh, yeah. <clears throat> so I have a, a thought for today. I saw a bunch of really great people today. It was kind of a, it was a busy day. A couple little pauses in it, cancellations and reschedules and stuff. And it's always nice. I can actually eat lunch. Me and Bogey hung out with Emily. I'll tell you a quick story about, uh, me and Emily. <laughs> so we had a um, we had uh, some beef. We had a problem in the last week. A disagreement about some basic shit. You know, we're two people. I've known Emily for more than ten years. Friends. You know, she's a boot camper. She worked at the office for a while, then she left, and she came back, and she's a great person. Emily and I have, I like to say we're like sorority sisters, because we, like, speak, like, a secret language, and we get along great, and we're laughing and carrying on. She'll say, whenever she comes in, she usually works the evenings, she'll say, best part of my day, because I'm back there singing, and I'm laughing and carrying on, and as I've mentioned, it might annoy you by now, I my job is to make people happy, I, I really am passionate about that, perking people up and helping them understand what's going on with their, their bodies and making them feel good, you know, it's really a great gig, and so when you're on hand to witness all this stuff, when you see happiness that can result in our little, you know, we've got a soundtrack going and we got different people coming in saying hello. Emily's a social creature and she might disagree with me, but she's an extrovert, I figure. And a very powerful personality. She's a good egg. She was one of my best friends. Just by virtue of we spend so much time together, we don't hang out off duty, but uh, she's become one of my closest friends over the years, and I trust her. It's great to have some coworkers that you, you know, that you truly love, and they, you know, they would do anything. You do anything for one another. So we never get in. We never argue. I, I'm one to keep the peace. You know, I know that I have this other side, Dr. Drill, but a really nice guy, and when you're friends with people, and they work for you as well, it can set up an imbalance, you got to be careful, and be very careful with these relationships, because if there's a problem on the friend side, it could affect the employee-employer relationship, and if you have a problem, vice versa, you know, so we had a problem in the office, she had conflict with something, I was pissed, 
I let her know about it, and I stand by, you know, my basically disciplined her a little bit, just told her, called her out on some things that I, I didn't like, and no, no deal breakers, but I had to say these things, and so we didn't talk to each other for a couple days, and I was, I, I could tell she was pissed at me, and I was, you know, didn't want to, you know, I'm a nice, Mr. Nice Guy, but I, I didn't want to renege on my my feelings, my, my sentiments, my assertions as, as the boss that, you know, we're trying to run a tight ship, you know, we're helping a lot of people, we're doing some really important work. I was, had a moment there. I stand by that, but uh, I didn't want her to be upset. I could tell that it had ruined her weekend. She didn't attend my the boot camp, which their second installment of the boot camp. I know she wanted to. She said she was going to be there, but I think she was pissed and she was hurt. And so she didn't go. So I thought about this over the weekend. I'm sure she did too and was pissed at me. And so yesterday we, we had a good, good shift and everything. Managed it successfully, helped a bunch of people, laughing, carrying on. But when everybody left, it's this uncomfortable silence, and she cleaned the hell out of the place more than she's ever cleaned the fucking office. She was doing every little thing, and I, I appreciated that because it showed me that she wanted to. I mean, she always takes good care of the place, but she was overdoing it. Like she was just, I'm just going to clean everything, and I'm going to get him out of here. I don't want to talk to him. You know what I mean? Something like that. So I said, Are you okay? give you a hug, we talk, anything to say to me, and we just talked it out, we both had a good cry, and said that we were sorry, and that we were, it was great, look, it was, it was important to do that, there's people in your life that you care about, and you're not always going to agree with, and you need to be able to sort these problems out, I was never so upset with her that I was going to fire her or, or, um, and she was never so upset that she would, I was ready to leave, but we had a disagreement about something and it was very important, the substance of it, and now we're both have a renewed sense of friendship and responsibility around the office and good, we got a little fight, we got in a little um, argument, and we moved past it, now today, she was in, and we were like peas and carrots again, everything's okay, conflict, you know, like, that's how you manage conflict, I feel, I'm proud of us for, you know, talking about this, the problem that we were having, and being able to move beyond it and just saying we're sorry and it agreeing that we have a really good thing going and there's a lot at stake when you are, you know, you care about somebody and you care about, you know, the work that you're doing and the mission that you're on. You know, I'm always on a mission and my part of my 
struggle is that I am a sole proprietor, so I'm a small businessman, like really small, like I am the doctor. I've got two staff part-time, I've got a massage therapist that comes in, that's my business, that's, I chose to stay small and not have some crazy practice with multiple doctors and stuff, not to be part of that, it might be in my future, but it's, I chose not to do that because I just want what I can control, I want a bunch of characters, chiropractors in there, I'd like to have maybe a second doctor at some point, somebody that might take over for me someday buy the practice, see the value in it, want to continue my work. Maybe it'll be one of my kids. You never know. Um, that's off a ways, but not too far off. So, conflict. How to mitigate it. How to move past it, how to be diplomatic, extrapolate that, my little personal woes, disagreements that we have as families and spouses and work friends and co-workers, you know, it's going to happen from time to time, we're not always going to agree and we have to find ways to compromise and to, so that everybody can go home happy, you know, most of the time I think that can be achieved, and you look at Ukraine and the shit that's going on over there, they're talking about negotiations. One thing that really pisses me off is that these leaders of the of our world, these Putins and Bidens and Zelensky's and fucking Macrons and all these people, you know, the latter at least are trying. And Putin is a fucking douchebag. How it would be a good idea to, you know, rather than negotiating, you know, and trying to peacefully work towards a solution, how do you wind up fucking attacking a, a sovereign nation, a free country, just wants to, you know, live a better life? crazy. Seems like a dumb fucking move, though, you know? This ain't gonna work. Pulling into Imprint Brewery. These parking spaces are tight. Shush, babe, it's okay, Moger. It's okay, bro. I'm gonna go in and get a little four pack here. Come to the end of a long week. It's okay.
Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, I'm back. I got my bogey boy here. Decided to jump in the front seat. He doesn't like when he's away from daddy. I'll tell you that right now. And I don't like when I'm away from him. He's just my man. I was with him all day today, right? We had a lot of nice visitors, good, funny people. Gave him a lot of love, a lot of attention. Right now, he is tired and hungry, I'm sure. So as I was saying, you got this thing in Ukraine, you got this situation there, it's it's terrible. I keep posing the same old questions. Again, we're, we're on the subject of conflict. So I'm able to sort out, I'm responsible enough, we are responsible enough to sort out the conflicts in our own lives. They will visit us, okay? It was a conflict when I got in a little disagreement with my coworker or my wife or my trying to discipline my kids or show people the way or you know troubleshoot some situation at home or work um, constantly there's conflict that visits us there are challenges and how do we we have to find a way causing that, that to solve these problems that causes the least amount of havoc right we don't want to hurt anybody in the process of solving this, rising to the challenge, do we? We don't want to do that. I don't want to hurt anybody. When Bogey, when he um, going to walk right across my fucking... It's a challenge when the dog walks right across your lap when you're driving down the road. And now he's posted up on your chest as you drive. And he's a 30-pound creature now. He's not a little fucking toy toy poodle now, this motherfucker is he's large and in charge right folks so if we're going to rise if we're going to handle these challenges we should do so with the least amount of um, struggle, with the least amount of fallout for the people around right to ourselves and to the other people involved, this dog's claws are fucking Terribly sharp. So, so what I'm going to do with this challenge, I'm going to put them right in the passenger seat. There you go. <clears throat> he just loves me, right? So I don't want to... Just gently place him in, in the passenger seat. Why well, can't... If, if we can do this, the poor slobs of the world can't sort out our issues day-to-day -day peacefully and without maximum fallout. Then why can we not do this on a world stage? Maybe it's more complex and we've got to keep more people happy. You know. Conflicts arise. I'm not so um, naive that I, I, I think that uh, this shit doesn't happen. Like sometimes there's not a, a place and time for conflict and war and when we can't resolve things peacefully. Sometimes, you know, whatever. Countries need to be invaded. People need to be fired or disciplined or, you know, you need to 
whatever. People get divorced. People get file lawsuits. I'm saying none of this shit has anything to do with me. I'm just saying. How is it that these entities that represent such power and such might and, like, I'm talking about countries, states, and regions, how is it that the actions of one man, Vladimir Putin, and his little arslings, his comrades, how is it that they can be responsible for creating such consequences for others around them. It's so inconsiderate. I'm so desperate to get to what I want. I want what I want, and I'm going to thrust this fucking big Russian cock right into everybody else's fucking anus. You know, the rest of the world. And you got to deal with it now. I mean, he's going to... His legacy is going to be having invaded sovereign nations and killing citizenry, people that probably have family in Russia, that have history in Russia, and vice versa, might vacation in Russia, might do business in Russia. You're willing to upset an apple cart of that magnitude. You're a fucking idiot. I mean, this is going to be something that they're going to have to be, it's going to, we're going to be hearing about it, we're going to be dealing with it, there are going to be reverberations from this conflict, this war, this unjustified invasion, long after we're gone, you know, so, what a shame, another example of conflict, <laughs> All right, so Emily, I'll come clean. The reason why she, uh, I was angry with her is because she had something that was something serious, that another responsibility that was distracting her from being at the office on time and completing some tasks. I was asking her, I was frustrated because we're friends and with the, deli- with the delicate nature of a friendship... You know, uh, contrasting with the seriousness of of us trying to you know work together and, and run a successful business, I depend upon um, my employees, and for that, I pay them well. I think I treat them well. It's a positive work environment. Once again, um, best part of the day, quote unquote, is what what she says. It's what how people feel typically. It's a good job. It's a good positive place. It's good on many levels. Uh, might not be a Fortune 500 company working for a healthy balance, but I got a really nice, positive work environment. I pay them as well as I can for a part-time gig, sitting at a front desk. Um, it's a special place. If you're listening and you've, and you've been in there under care, you understand what I'm talking about. So, um, she couldn't be at the office on this particular day when I needed her and I was I gave her shit about it which is uncharacteristic to me you know I didn't I never want to hurt anybody that sort of shit so today she was having the same problem she couldn't get there on time so she locked herself frantically she, she had the, every 
ambition to do that, to succeed, but when she um, went to leave, she learned she had locked her car, her, her keys in the house. She's like, fuck, what am I going to do? So she gets in the basement, and she wound up being so frustrated and stressed and ultimately driven to get in, gain interest in the house, she took a, a sledgehammer and smashed a hole in the door and stuck her hand in like The Shining so she could open the doorknob and, and get in. And she did, in fact, get in, and the door can be replaced, I'm sure, or patched, or, you know, patched up or whatever. <laughs> so, sometimes you got to hit a door with a sledgehammer. Talking about conflict, small and large, right? I have one more, you know, what are the conflicts like in your life? You know, people come in, oh, there's another good story. Um, so one of my patients, he's a fucking great guy. He, he couldn't be a nicer guy. Him and his wife, and they have a little toddler. Son is like three years old or something. He's such a cute little guy, and he's smart and spirited. Well, they had a contractor come into their home, on the exterior of their home, and do some work on a chimney. And the guy, my patient, he had done this kind of work before. They are hiring somebody to do this. All right, come on out and do the work. And the guy looked like he did a shoddy job, and so, so much so that they were concerned that, you know, is this watertight? Is this going to be okay? And they said, listen, we're going to have somebody come out and inspect it. We're not really happy with the cosmetic aspect of it. We're concerned if there's a workmanship issue. We'll certainly pay you if it passes inspection. And the guy was pissed off and, you know, screaming and cursing and trying to, thinking that they were trying to beat him out of money and all this stuff. Thing he's going to sue them, etc. And uh, <laughs> he said, "Yeah, it's been a very dramatic week with police and lawyers and you know, craziness. It's it's a crazy world out there. So how do you sort out these conflicts? I'm sure that they will get to the bottom of it, you know, and uh, peacefully sort out that situation." You guys probably have your own stuff. Works, bosses, traffic, people you run into, people you meet when you're walking down the street, the people that you meet each day. There's fucking characters out there. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you one more story, one more observation. I had a... Uh, let me see if I can spin this and do this quick. So I was watching a, a video this morning featured... It was... Uh, fuck's his name, Anderson Cooper, he's interviewing a mother of three, husband was, I guess, out defending the country or doing something, and they're living in some place, some shelter, and the three kids were there, a baby, and a three-year-old and a five-year-old, so the older kids were, well, she was talking very calmly, she, the kids were making faces like, like, you know, baring their teeth and eyes agape, they were, you know, like, they're angry and they weren't saying anything but they're like 
kind of making faces in the video in the in the camera, like they were like they were aggressive faces. And she explained that she you know, the kids are she didn't tell them to stop. Yeah. She kept you know calmly telling her story about how things were going and said that um, kids a lot of times they can't help but feel and hear overhear what's going on, the frustrations that the adults have for their country being invaded and their friends being killed and apartments blown up and businesses closed and power off and all that shit. That they can't, the kids can't help but feel that and see it and hear it. And so they they take that on. They take on that burden. And they ask why, how could this one man, why is he so mean? Why does he want to hurt people? And can you imagine? That, that made me think about the consequences of just one person, the effect that you can have by the decisions that you make, by the way you treat people. You can create that. You can create warriors out of children. You can you can create angry, dysfunctional kids who really don't know where to place their emotions. You can turn them into freaking warriors, angry, ready to bare their teeth and cut your fucking bite your goddamn dick off Putin there's a responsibility that you bear for that if you do this sort of thing it's like any consequence a smaller consequence somebody goes out there and breaks a traffic law speeds or they get a ticket they could hurt somebody they could whatever hurt themselves somebody goes out there drives drunk gets in a crash kills somebody else kills himself wrecks their car, causes damage there are consequences to our every action every day from the, the microscopic to the macroscopic, things we don't even realize like how we treat one another there are consequences and I just feel like people, hopefully they feel that hopefully they acknowledge that I was talking to a therapist today, who's one of my patients, such a sweetheart, and I told her that story, and I, I recounted to her, this guy, this guy's name is, um, I'll share this on Facebook tonight, maybe, the guy's name is, uh, big time guru, uh, self-help, uh, mindfulness, psychological guy, Eckhart Tolle, you want to read a a book that'll make you feel good and help you get your mind straight. You're stressed out. Look, pick up some of his shit. Um, so he has this video segment where he's talking about how, you know, people have the, the ego. He's talking about how people they think that their decisions and the way that they feel, their emotions, they think that that's them. That that is their that is their own. Like it's all authentic springing for like it's who you are this is a way I feel this is what I'm going to do we take on this this very autonomous um, frame of reference where we feel like everything is everything is our responsibility and everything is our prerogative when in fact we don't make our decisions based upon ideas that are that spring authentically Quite the contrary, we collect things. And I talked. Remember, I, I had spoken previously about the um, the uh, 
hive mind, the collective mind. We pick things up from our society, from our family, what, from what other people walk in, their, their demeanor, their, their um, emotions, their attitude, their good, their bad, their everything. The news, the, you know, of course, the social media. And these, this is a kind of type of programming that we are tuned into, even though we might not have the channel on, like, you know, back in the day when there was only, I don't know, 20 or 30 channels, now there are thousands, right? But the world is competing for our attention. We are competing for one another's attention. And... People are so ego-driven that they think that, that all of this is like they need to take ownership of it all. Everything depends upon them and the, the outcome of their whatever, their, their thought process, their hard work, whatever. We are the process. We are the, the product of all these people that we interact with on a daily basis. So conflict, whether it's something you watch in the form of a video on your choice of news network or CNN or Fox News or while you're walking on the treadmill in Planet Fitness or when you're talking to somebody that comes in and they got this, oh my God, you never believe it, I can't believe it. They come into your life. You, when you come, in, come into somebody's life, you have an opportunity to bring with you a bunch of stuff. It can be good. It can be bad. Wouldn't you want to wouldn't you want to bring something worthwhile? Wouldn't you want to bring something that is going to help people? Would you want to bring kindness or would you rather bring drama or trouble or you're giving somebody, even in just having a conversation with them, you will be giving them sometimes something pathological, something counter to their their healing and growth. Why would anybody want to do that? It's because we do feel we do think it's all about us. It's because of the ego just discussed, just mentioned. The ego says me, 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 me. This person's got to hear this story. I got to get this off my chest. I'm going to tell them. Or I'm going to, you know, road rage on this person because they didn't accelerate right when the green light turned, split second, from red to green. Or my coworker pissed me off, so I'm going to really come down on them. I want to make them pay for that. Or I'm going to give them the silent treatment, or I'm going to whatever. You know what I'm saying? And I, when I listen to Eckhart, I'll, I'll share this video, as I said, but how true is that? Here we think that everything is like our, of our own creation. Couldn't be farther from the truth. We take a little bit from every person we know and every encounter we have throughout the day. Imagine if we focused on, you know, being realistic about it, but really having the most positive interactions and just when we woke up in the morning, walk out into the world knowing that 
shit's probably going to hit the fan in some way, but it's going to be about our response, and we're going to choose to to be proactive rather than reactive. And rather than becoming fiery and angry and antagonistic, we're going to be kind and empathetic and full of love. I continue to believe that love is the is the solution to all of our problems. It really is. That's all we got. Just to make that choice on, on, on how on what behalf whose behalf do we do we take action? Do we think? Do we act? Is it on love or positivity or is it on hate? Ignorance, anger, given to our worst uh, attributes. Should always choose the former, I think. All right. Friday's coming, my friends. Kick ass and take names. Huh! <laughs>